Welcome to the Will and Dave Show for June the 5th. This week, they let another pastor out of jail in Alberta, and we cover a private member's bill, C-233. And I'm sure William has some opinions about that. More than anything, we're learning to get along with each other. Join us, will you? Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks for joining us on the Will and Dave Show. A uh, quick little content advisory before we get into the show tonight. Uh, we are going to be talking about a couple of heavier topics tonight, namely uh, abortion and some you know, legality around mask use and COVID. And we'll also be touching on uh, some theological stuff, but nothing too deep in that regard. But mostly it's, it's, the, it's, the, it's the abortion and the mask use stuff. So we just wanted you to be aware before we get into the show. Good evening, William. Good evening, William. Well, I turn the music down because I don't have it on an automated <laughs> fade yet because I'm not that high tech. We're getting there. We're getting there. So, as we were we were in the countdown thingy, you asked how my week was, and I didn't mm-hmm. answer because I'm going to answer now. Mm. I had to go to physical therapy. I have a pinched nerve or something, Ooh. and I'm not sure what hurts more the injury or the cure (laughs) (laughs) or is did your pride take a hit too not the pride um i'm laying on the table and this guy is working on my uh my gluteus maximus Mm. for those of you who know your health stuff and and he said i'm gonna have a bruise and i said Alrighty then. <laughs> so, uh, uh. luckily nobody can see it. Hopefully, so you know it's not a huge deal, but it hurt like <laughs> hell. So, like I said, you haven't gotten enough sleep this week. But well, but my week's just been very, very busy. Um, apparently, the trust building business is a booming right now. So. Okay. There you go. I, I got my steps in this week. That's for sure. Physical therapy uh, is booming this week too. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, I'm also supposed to be doing a lot of the quality control at my workplace. And right. so I had to, within the same two week span. Now I've had to learn how to do the job. And now I'm having to learn how to make sure everyone else is doing their job well. And so I'm trying to like cram a whole lot of knowledge in a, in a very, remember how like last week how I made that comment towards Tim about asking if he knew anything about trusses. Yeah. I did not know anything about trusses and I need to know things about trusses. And now you do, yeah. or you're learning them anyways. I'm, I'm learning them gotcha. as fast as my little brain can handle. It has been a uh, week of first for both of, for both of us then. Yes. Yes, it has. I looked on the name on the tag for my physical therapist guy one of his initials for one of the things that he has is PT. I'm assuming for physical therapy. Right. Yeah. And he said, you know what that stands for, right? And I said, pain therapy? He said, no, close, but pain and torture. <laughs> and I'm like, I can agree with that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I haven't actually had to do physical therapy before. I've 
seen a chiropractor before, but never physical therapy. Yeah. And they scare me too. They, they crack things and they creak things and yeah. Well, I think I might've seen the same chiropractor as you. I saw the same acupuncturist as mom as Mr. Johnny Bacho. Yeah. Who, Um, who did you see for chiropractor? Oh, I can't remember. I only, I've only had, I've only experienced chiropractic once and acupuncture once. I've only done them each once. So we went to one, his name was Dr. Mangle. And I think if you're going to be a chiropractor, <laughs> not making that up guys, it, it's true. Just get a pseudonym at that point. Like, yeah. Ooh. I think you should, I think you should operate under a DBA. <laughs> <laughs> so Will, before we go into all the show and all that it entails. Yes. We'd like to share this with our fine feathered friends out there. We should pay our bills. Uh, if you want to support the show, you know, send a little money our way as a, a way of well, supporting us and showing that you appreciate the show and w- what we're doing. Uh, you can go to www.buymeacoffee.com slash Will and Dave show. And for the price of a cup of coffee, you can give a one-time donation that just helps us along as we, as we build this up. And you know what we're going to do with that money? What are we going to do? We're going to buy this fine lady a coffee. Ooh. Hi, I'm Susan. I think that in all the world, there's nothing quite like the coziness of a handmade quilt. So I'm on a mission to spread that love as far and wide as I can. If you're a quilt maker, I offer long arm quilting services and I accept work from anywhere in North America. If you already know how to make quilts and you want to learn how to machine quilt them yourself, I have a number of classes and lots and lots of tutorials available that can help you with that. And if you don't want to do any of those processes, you just want to go straight to having the quilt with no delay, I do have a number of fully completed quilts available for sale as well. So details on all of those things can be found on my website, www.stitchedbysusan.com. Well, I've got to get back to quilting, so I'm going to let you get back to the Will and Dave show. Enjoy. I could listen to her all day. You know what? I think you have listened to her all day at some points in your life. Many points in my life. And (laughs) if you happen to have heard that ad and thought, I could listen to more of her too. She has a podcast as well. And it's way cooler than ours. It is significantly cooler. She talks about something she actually knows a lot about, unlike us. Yes, I wanted to... uh, I was going to do it later in the show, but I'm going to do it now. And and then we'll tell you about Susan's podcast. But I want to make very clear to our listeners that we are not smart guys. No. But we have lots of opinions. I put that in my Facebook post this evening. We have an abundance of opinions and we love to share our opinions and we love to talk about our opinions. But please do not come to the Will and Dave show for wisdom. <laughs> please don't come to the Will and Dave show for an, an accurate interpretation of the events of the past week. Everything is very subjective. Because the whole point of the show is not that we're right. It's not that we have a great idea about how to solve all the issues in the world. The whole foundation of it is that I'm old and conservative. Mm-hmm. You're young and liberal. Progressive. Uh, progressive. Yeah. And at I the end of the liberal. evening, we still love each other. Most of the time, yeah. Most of the time. Well, I think at the end of the shows, we usually do. It's before the shows, we get mad. Yeah, it's true. It's true. (laughs) So I just, I really want to make sure that when you come to this show, please don't expect us to expound on some wonderful explanation of why Orange Hair Man 
it really is the greatest guy in the world or why Dr. Fauci is the greatest guy in the world is we don't have the knowledge for it. Except at the end of the yeah. day, what this is all about is you and me and our interaction on these topics. And yeah. that's the reason for the show. Exactly. With that being said, uh, I got something to whinge about. I noticed on social media a whole bunch this week, a lot of people posting about how Canada is now allowing gendercide or various uh, uh, different renditions of that. How it's okay to abort a fetus in Canada now based on the fetus's gender or perceived gender. And it's not illegal for the parents. It's illegal for the practitioner who performs it. So before I get into... No, 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 we're gonna start with we're gonna start with this. So I see this post, right? I see I see these words coming out of people's mouths, metaphorically speaking, because they're typing it. You know that oh my gosh, Canada allows this now. What what's happening to our country? What, 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 where are we where are we headed as as a nation? And yada yada yada. And I was like, wow, that's pretty wild stuff. I should probably Google that. I did this in less than five minutes. So I was like, okay, cool. So I Googled the thing. And they're like, oh, this is a bill. It's like, okay, cool. I Googled the bill. The bill is Bill C-233 that was voted down in Canadian Parliament. And this bill just happens to be so incredibly short that I can read it to you. And I'm going to. Because this is not a, this is not a biased news source. This is not me picking my news source. This is the actual bill that was put before Parliament that was shot down. So I'm just going to quickly read it to you. I'm going to pull it up here. And I'm, I'm just going to read it aloud. We're going to have a fun little... Reading time with Will moment here. We'll start with the summary. I don't need to read the title card. This enactment amends the criminal code to make it an offense for a medical practitioner to perform an abortion knowing that the abortion is sought solely on the grounds of the child's genetic sex. It also requires the Minister of Health, after consultation with representatives of the provincial governments responsible for health, to establish guidelines respecting information provided by a medical practitioner in relation to a request for an abortion. So, Bill C-233, an act to amend the criminal code, sex-selective abortion. Preamble. Whereas the government of Canada is firmly committed to protecting and advocating human rights both in Canada and abroad, whereas ending discrimination against any person on the basis of sex is a crucial part of Canada's efforts to promote and protect human rights as reflected in its laws and international commitments. Whereas the practice of terminating a pregnancy solely on the grounds of genetic sex of the child values one sex over the other and is therefore a form of sex-based discrimination. And whereas the government of Canada believes that abortion performed on the basis of genetic sex is inconsistent with this commitment to the protection of equality rights. That's a typo. To the protection of equality rights and the issue must be addressed by legislation. Now, therefore, Her Majesty, by and with the advice and consent of the Senate and House of Commons of Canada, enacts as follows. Short title. Short title. It is a short title. This act may be cited as the Sex Selective Abortion Act. Criminal Code. The heading after section 286.5 of the Criminal Code is replaced by the following. Abortion. Sex Selection. Definitions. The following definitions apply in this section. Genetic sex means the sex that is capable of being determined at the time of conception by the presence or absence of the Y chromosome. Which, if you were around for the uh, um, genetic vocabulary with will isn't a perfect measurement anyways performing an abortion sex selection a medical practitioner who uses any means to perform an abortion knowing that the abortion is sought solely on the grounds of the child's genetic sex is guilty of a an indictable offense and liable to imprisonment for a term of not more than five years or b an offense punishable on summary conviction and liable to imprisonment for a term 
of not more than 18 months. Guidelines. Oh, wait, I, I missed a part. I'm so sorry. Let's scroll back up quickly. To the means, including the prescription or administration of a jug, drug, the use of an instrument, or see the manipulation of any kind. Medical practitioner means a person who is entitled to practice medicine under the laws of the province. Uh, back down to point number three, guidelines. The Minister of Health, after consultation with representatives of the provincial governments responsible for health, shall establish guidelines on information provided by a medical practitioner in relation to a request for an abortion respecting the offense under subsection two, as well as the form, manner, and time with which the aforementioned may be provided. The last bit there is kind of hard to, to uh, understand, but that's the bill. It's that short. So... This bill gets put before uh, Parliament, Senate, whichever it was. It gets voted down. Like, uh, I want to say, I'm going to pull up the numbers. It gets voted down 248 nays to 82 yeas. So a pretty resounding, relatively bipartisan nay vote for this bill. That's it. That's where the story stops and starts. And so people have extrapolated that gender side is now okay in Canada, based on that getting voted down. So I'm conservative enough to say that I see the point of the bill mm -hmm. and it has nothing to do with the gender of the baby being aborted. Mm -hmm. I think anybody who knows anything about this, the topic, I th would have the opinion that it has little or nothing really to do with that. It has to do with the act of abortion and this is right one way of getting a ban on abortion a narrow sort of abortion and <laughs> and the scope is narrow so it's a way of getting a foot in the door yeah um and I there mean, are some who i think think that's a good thing that's obviously fine. there's 80 some or 40 whatever uh, the count of those who voted yeah. for it yeah. see my frustration isn't even with with the actual content of the bill i mean just we're just going to push my opinions on you know pro-choice versus pro-life etc to the side and we're just going to look at it as an abortion bill if i were someone who supported an anti-abortion bill it's fine it's fine to support this bill and it's even fine to be upset that the bill didn't get passed that's a-okay my problem is with the extreme extrapolations that people are getting from this bill not being passed like how to describe it? Well, like, I'm, I'm going to put some metaphor. words in your mouth. I think it yeah. goes along with all of our other, like, with all of our rants about social media. Mm -hmm. Calm down. Yeah. Read the I, bill I, before you post. It's okay to have genocide. Yeah. Or whatever you called it. Gendercide. Gendercide. I'm not Is that sure a, that's a word. Apparently That's just, it, it's flung around on social yeah. media. I, I haven't even bothered to Google that because you know what? I'm going to do it while you talk. It's not. <laughs> we have made a point in this show on repeated occasions. Relax guys. It's not the end of the world. There's nothing in this bill that says it's okay to choose who we abort yeah. either in Canada or the U S there's it doesn't say that. You can't even make up a scenario in which it says that. So while I agree, I would be one of the ones who fall on the side 
of the anti-abortion line, and it is a fault line in society, but when we argue about a bill, which I have no problem with this bill, I think I think it's a great thing. I think, if anything, I think anybody who is on the the angle of of equal rights ought to champion this sort of idea that says, "Hey, you yeah. can't abort all the girls, you can't abort the guys." Yeah, there was a great part in there where they they tried to legitimize the bill by referencing the fact that it, it is in promotion of gender equality. Yes, by protecting both genders equally. That is a very valid way of looking at it and, and a decent excuse for having the bill. Right. So but our I point think this evening is because it was a crummy bill. Like it would just, there's yeah. nothing to it. It's, it's just, it's literally like if you include the page for the header and the whole page for the summary, that is one little paragraph. It is it's a four pages. page bill. Well, I think it, it's four pages. If it's in totally. English and French. Oh yeah. It's yeah. Two so pages it's four, of just yeah. English. Yeah. So it, it <laughs> It's, it's a bill that didn't, yes. it got voted down, not because it's necessarily a bad idea, because it was a, a somewhat bipartisan voting down. There were people who were probably anti-abortion who still voted this bill down, not because they promote abortion, but because it was a poorly conceived bill. There's nothing to it. There's no, it doesn't really help you understand, it doesn't help us understand, you know, how to prove that yeah. a practitioner was doing it for that reason. There's no regulatory body attached to it apart from it just being part of the criminal code. So apart from the, yeah, that's not even touching on the fact the parents aren't even culpable. The, this literally only punishes the doctor for following through with it. It has no repercussions for the parents who would be propagating that. Who, when we think about it, they're kind of the ones who are committing the crime, so to speak. Well, well, I'm going to push back a little bit on that. As in the guidelines, it does it specify in there for guidelines is after consultation with representatives mm-hmm. of provincial governments that the guidelines are established at the provincial level. You right. know, and that's fine. It's good. So there so there is an argument in there that says, hey, you know, this is just an idea of a bill and we'll be fleshing right. out all the guidelines later. That's fair. I can I'd, live I'd rather, with that. I'd rather flesh out the guidelines before we make it law. Because that, that bill was to yeah. put it in the criminal code of Canada. Yeah. So I, I'd rather we have, um, like, the idea, even though I don't necessarily agree with it, the idea is fine. They just need to do a better but job. But hold on, Will. I think you do agree with it. With the bill? Yeah. You don't want them to be able to say, hey, it's a boy, we need to abort it. Sorry. Yeah. I, I was referencing, sorry, I... I, yeah. I falsely equivalent i made a false equivalency between that and just abortion bills in general right this particular bill yes i agree yes abortion a baby baby based on gender that's just abhorrent that's just awful right and again i think that that is a so i think and i just i don't know this i'm going to make a bet that i would lay wagers that the the meaning of this is already included in the criminal code in some way Oh, probably. I'm not sure this, of that because I haven't sure. read the, you know, all, all of the Criminal Code of Canada. But I'm, I'm almost sure, sure that right. it's covered. It may be a little bit more, more obscure, but I think it's covered there. So here's our word, guys. Chill out just a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, before you go and post about infant side is now legal in Canada. Yeah, it's it's okay to be outraged that the bill didn't pass. Talk about the bill not passing. Don't 
talk about gender side, infant side, and how Canada is going down the toilet because we we made it okay to kill a baby based on its gender in, in the womb. Like that's because that's just, that's just not what happened. It didn't make it any more okay because it's it's still not okay. It's just now it's not legally speaking extra bad. Yeah, it's you know it's one of those things, and we have tossed around the idea of having uh, the abortion talk on the show, and neither of us are qualified to yeah. have that conversation. And we'd love to have some have some folks on who who are qualified, and we're working yeah. on that. But have the appropriate reproductive organs would be part of the qualification too. Yes, yes, and that we're, is we're, we're stewards of that conversation, right? And so we've neglected. Not neglected. We've avoided having you know, the abortion conversation, but I think that this is one that we can have and just say, guys, relax a little bit. Yeah, because because my my being upset has little to do with the abortion and everything yes, it to, has do to do with, with the spreading of misinformation and the overreacting, as you said. If you remember the shirt I had years ago, I've mentioned it on the show before. I know what you're talking about. Never already. underestimate the power of stupid people <laughs> in large groups. I, Social media has made that so much more relevant. Yes. I have, I have one of my fondest memories of you as a child. This is from like, I, I don't remember what year. I remember I was small, but I was old enough to get it, but not fully get it. Because I remember one day you wore that t-shirt to church. I would do it today if I could. Yeah. And if you I had got a shirt. A, I might I get one. Yeah. I remember you getting in trouble for it. Like yeah. you had a, you got, you got a stern talking to for wearing that t-shirt. Yes. And I thought that was the funniest thing ever. I didn't, I don't know if I recognize how funny it was as a kid, but I recognize it now. But I remember dad wearing a t-shirt that said something that the church was like, nay, nay. I was well, like, I don't think, I was, that. don't think it was nay, nay. And, I, and honestly, I think, I think that your dad has done a lot of things in church that get a nay, nay. <laughs> I had to get it from somewhere. And most of those nays were from the one who advertised her uh, her quilting practice at the beginning of the show. <laughs> Someone's got to keep you in check. <laughs> oh, and Justin is saying I can wear that show in the audio booth, just not on stage. <laughs> Thank you, Justin, for permission. <laughs> got the A-OK. <laughs> you know, it's something that when I look at the... The uh, the church is a prime example, and i I can almost I can almost promise you that the majority of people who went on this rant about infant side and all that nonsense are in the church. You're right. I just and the reason that they are is because abortion is a huge, huge hot button topic in the church. Oh, absolutely, and rightfully so. I think mm-hmm. you need to pick your battles, guys. You need to pick your battles. Yeah. This is not your battle. In, in the same sense that like people who conflate every ever so slightly awkward word that comes out of orange man's mouth with like some awful thing and, and they take everything and blow it out of proportion. I, I like I'm on the same political side as those people, but I still think they're they're being silly because there's plenty of reasons to criticize him without having to blow things out of proportion. And there's yeah. plenty of things to criticize about abortion without having to grasp at straws like this. Like it, it, it makes, it makes people who are anti-abortion look bad when you yes. do and say silly things like this. Like it, it, it reflects poorly on your entire argument and your entire kind of demographic that supports that argument. Yes. You're weakening your platform by doing stupid things like this. Well said. 
Well said. Yeah. So before we Thank move you. on to the next topic, we forgot to tell everybody what the name of Sits by Susan's podcast is. Oh, yeah. And I got off rant. So would you introduce her podcast? Right. So Stitch by Susan, our lovely sponsor, uh, she has a podcast as well called Measure Twice, Cut Once, I believe. I think I got that right. Same as the old uh, carpentry adage. Uh, it's a lovely podcast. She has guests on. They talk largely about sewing, but also about life. And it's it's a really... If you're into like... if Even if you're not someone who's into like quilting, but just someone who like loves like nice ASMR stuff or really relaxing stuff, it fits that bill. What is ASMR? I don't actually know what the acronym's for, but it's people who like just listening, like like listening to rainfall or. Okay, I'm just going to make this a lot easier for those of us who don't know what your smart acronyms <laughs> that even you don't know what they mean is. <laughs> She's the Bob Ross of quilting. Yes, perfect. Yes, you listen to her talk about quilting the same way you would listen to Bob Ross. I don't know anything about quilting or painting, but I would listen to either. You had, you had to listen to her and I love to listen to her. She's listening to the podcast right now. So I have to say that, but even though I have to, it's true. I don't mind saying it. Yeah. Here's a, here's a little bit of advanced warning for those of you in the room this evening. Her guest this week is Murray Whitmer, your aunt, my sister. I'm going to have to listen to that one now. And she, and she wants those, uh, She's really good. I like she my is. sister and I like my wife and they're just an awesome conversation. So the, that episode will be live on Wednesday. Nice. Yeah, Murray is one of the people who is to blame for me using big words. Oh, don't I know she, it. She encourages me and I love her for it. Don't I know <laughs> it. Her and your mother. Uh, yep. God. <laughs> so, funny little side story because we're doing lots of side stories today. We are. Uh, one of my favorite conversational things that happens with, with my mother is because we both read a lot, yeah. but don't necessarily talk at the same level that we read. That's something that I'm, I'm working on is trying to talk at the same level that I read. Well, you'd have to remove the F word out of every other sentence when you're angry, and that would help elevate some that. Of, uh... Some of the things I read have that. But anyways, <laughs> it's funny because sometimes we'll know the meaning of a word and we'll know a word, but we've never heard it spoken. And so we'll say it and we'll yes. butcher the pronunciation. And it is, I find it so hilarious that we who are like, so we love our vocabulary. Sometimes we'll pronounce a word just brutally wrong. Like I remember when I was a teenager, I, I used to, I, I mispronounced Colonel all the time. I mean, I mean, that's kind of an easy example, but I always thought it was, it was Colonel. And I thought, wow, that's a weird rank. I, it's weird that I've never heard that rank before, but it's in a lot of books. I don't know what's Not. happening. I'm losing the uh, I'm losing the background for the show. No, it's I don't weird. know. And I don't know why. I mean, we still look pretty sharp. But there we go. There it is. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to add this in. It's Justin again. I have her full permission to call her the Bob Ross of quilting. <laughs> she has agreed. I even use it on the hashtag of some of her live shows. So Perfect. I have permission. <laughs> that's that's beautiful, honestly. <laughs> the best uh, the best compliment ever. You had a um, you had an experience this week. Today, actually, it was it was this afternoon. It was, it was this afternoon. It was, right, it was right before I came home to set up for the podcast. I, I like so 
about 2.30-ish, Saturday, okay. I think. So I had two things to do this afternoon. One was go to a pride parade here in, in my little hometown. And the other was check out an anti-mask rally that was happening the same day. Which one was larger? Oh, the pride parade, much larger. Because <laughs> people pride- care about gay rights than they do about wearing masks in Canada. Well, a big part of the pride parade is it was just a, a vehicle parade. So right. and anyone could join. So gotcha. anyone could just t- tag along and just tootle along at 30 kilometers an hour through town. But so your car anyway, is not is not multicolored. No, but you could hang flags off of it. Lots of people like did their hair or wore colorful clothes or so ran flags off their cars. I did nothing. I just spectated. Oh, you just spectated. Okay. I've I just went you would have driven through it. I, I planned it. There was a cross section. The road drove basically right by where the anti-mask rally was. So I went <laughs> I went to one and perused the other at the same time. It was, it was efficient with my time today. Uh, uh, okay. So. <laughs> I raised you with smarts. Something like that. It doesn't always surface, but today it did. I was lazy. It's it's not born of intelligence. It's born of of, of slovenliness. Okay. I did Um, teach you something then. Yes, I did. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, I went to this anti-mask rally and it was, it was fine. It was interesting. I don't know if it's just because I'm, I'm looking too deep into it, but all the different groups of people, so different families or friends or whatever, there weren't a lot of people. Like I'd say there's maybe 50 to 60 people ish. Not a lot. Which as a percentage of your population is really small. Yeah. It's, it's pretty small. Like this is a town of 30,000 ish, give or take. Uh, I think you'd be closer to 25, but yeah. Yeah. Somewhere in that ballpark. Um, and so it's a pretty small turnout. I mean, they had, they had a kiosk with t-shirts and stuff. I got a handy flyer, which I'll get into. Um, but the population of Fort St. John is actually a little over 20,000. There you go. Yeah. I always, it's always tricky because Fort St. John as a city isn't big, but there's a lot of like surrounding rural area that congregates there. Um, but anyways, a trading area. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Um, each group of people, like each family or each group of friends that were seeing it, Right. They distanced themselves from the other groups, which maybe <laughs> I, 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 I fully admit that maybe I'm looking too far into that, but I thought it was kind of amusing that each little group socially distanced from all the other groups while they were at an anti-mask rally. I mean, I'm glad that they did. So were they wearing masks? No. Were they're you wearing a mask? Uh, no, but I was also socially distancing plus some. Like I, I, I sat way back. I was a good 50, 60 feet from the stage and probably 30 or 40 feet from the next group. So I have to say one of the weirdest things that has come out of this whole thing that we've had for the past year and a half is the guy walking all by himself along the street wearing a mask is one of those things that that even the maskers look at it and say, really, buddy? I mean, I'm guilty of doing that. And it, it's not because out of laziness. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's, it's not because I'm like, I need to wear my mask. It's just. I've gotten so used to it that when I like leave the house, when I get out of my car to go into a store, half the time I come home and I'm like, Oh, I forgot to take my mask off in the car and the drive in between stores or whatever. I just put it on and left it on because it's just, yeah. Yeah. Purely out of laziness. Cause yeah, I'm the guy who drives around town with a mask on sometimes and everyone's like <laughs> drive around town in his car alone with his mask on. That would be me laughing at you. So yeah. I want to hear about the pamphlet. Okay. So the pamphlet is, is actually, it's, it's more of a card than a pamphlet. Uh, first thing I noticed is that it may or may not be out of date, 
this is from December of 2020, so I don't okay. know if it reflects current regulations. Okay. Uh, one side of the card is exemptions to the mandatory mask order in British Columbia, because masks are now mandatory in all indoor spaces, except for people who are unable to wear masks. It lists off the various reasons when you don't have to wear a mask, you know, medical reasons under the age of 12, um, or if you're unable to put on or remove the mask without help from another person. It says people who are not exempt but refuse to wear a mask in an indoor public setting could be subject to a fine. It also specifies that if a person claims a mask exemption, you have to take their word for it. People should not be required. It doesn't say they can't be required. It says they should not be required to explain why. Uh, and business owners cannot be fined for allowing people without masks to enter their places of business. That's all fine. Like That, that information was fine. Yeah. I, 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 whatever. What's on fine the other side? Book. The other side is my favorite part. <laughs> Big bold letters that says it is not just a mask. Unsafe mask use. Now I want to preface this before I get into these. <laughs> these are the people because I, I heard somebody with there's somebody with a sign there. Um, I can't remember exactly what the sign said, but it has something to do with snowflakes. You know, classic snowflakes. These are the people who call you know social justice warriors or LGBTQ rights activists snowflakes, right? Okay. These are their unsafe mask uses okay uh, increased respiratory infections wearing a cloth mask significantly increases the risk of flu-like illness because they absorb moisture absorb moisture, moisture and can become reservoirs of bacteria and viral particles okay before we move on hearing you say that just reminds me of your prime minister speaking moistly yeah <laughs> i will never hear moist know. again in the same way <laughs> if your mask is full of bacteria and infections mm -hmm. pro tip wash it or get a new mask if you're using disposable ones if your mask is that damp get a fresh mask like that's that's gross even without infections that's so just i do want moist. to say something though well i'm gonna let you finish then we'll come back to it okay 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 so number two mental health impacts are overlooked those with exemptions for mental health often face discrimination or disbelief of their condition. Masks can cause stress and anxiety, aggravating pre-existing symptoms before, during, and after use. Valid. That's valid. I got no problems with that. Snowflakes. <laughs> Bullying and shaming. Those who are unable to wear a mask will be confronted multiple times a day regarding mask use. Children who are unable to wear their masks face bullying from other children and their parents. Gosh, that's valid. Snowflakes. It impairs social development. Children may rely on the nose and lips to identify their parents. That's actually scientifically proven, but go ahead. I mean, yeah. Snowflakes. Masks muffle sound, hide facial expression, prevent <laughs> You've got snowflakes. Oh, sorry, I had to yeah, put snowflakes. it in for you. Yeah. Communication relies heavily on lip movement, especially for the hearing impaired. Valid. Very valid, snowflakes. Five, it poses public safety risks. Masks compromise safety and enable anonymous crime. Being able to identify people and children in distress is paramount for safety. This is especially important for identifying missing children. I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't even have to say snowflakes. That's kind of like kind of valid, I guess. As if you were just, as if, you, how many times you've been walking down the street? Yesterday, you got an Amber Alert on your phone that doesn't have a picture and you see the kid and you're like, that's the kid that I've never seen that I heard about in an Amber Alert. But I'm not sure because he's wearing a mask. Maybe it is. Not positive. The guy he's walking with, though, is pretty shady looking in his mask. Snowflakes. Number six, 
causes headaches and dizziness. Masks impair breathing, can cause shortness of breath, and have other negative side effects. Masks increase carbon dioxide and reduce oxygen concentrations inside the mask. That's why doctors wear them for hours at a time while performing really intense surgery. Snowflakes. Is that the last one? That's the last one. I just, I find it so amusing, so infinitely amusing that... So let's go back... (sighs) I'll let you finish. I'll let you finish your music. Why do you find it amusing? This, this, to harp on the snowflake thing. It's just that when other people see the intricacies of how other people's behavior can affect them, like being bullied for not using a mask, like people who might get bullied based on their, their gender orientation or their, sorry, their, their right. gender presentation or, or sexual orientation, et cetera. And they get upset about it. it man, it must suck to be disliked for something that you're doing because you believe passionately in it. Like, wow. And and they can sit on one side of the fence and be like, oh, they're just being snowflakes. Buck up, kiddo. So I'm going to push but, back on that a little bit. Yeah. The that's, pushback that's is that for those on the right side of center, mm-hmm. it seems the, for those of us over here on this side of center, that those on the other side only understand this language that, Hey, you're infringing my rights. Hey, you're hurting me. Hey, this isn't healthy. And that is, I think maybe the reason that they're using language that they think you might understand or that you might agree with. This is the thing. Well, I don't necessarily agree with all the concerns on this pamphlet and I made fun of them and called them snowflakes for it. The wording is valid in many cases. Like they have a lot of valid points. You know, the bullying. Children who can't wear masks may get bullied in school because they can't wear a mask. And the kid who is wearing a mask, his parents may have told him that people who don't wear masks are are stupid. And so he equates not wearing a mask with being stupid and he bullies a kid. The so language I, is actually fine. Well, I'm going to push back the other way on that one. I think that kids with double chins get get bullied. Kids with, yeah. kids with green eyes get bullied. Yeah, kids kids bullied. with... Kids with, kids with facial hair get bullied. Yes. It doesn't, there's all kinds of reasons why I get th- yeah. the issue there is not, is not the mask, it's the bullying. We need to fix the bullying, not the mask. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And I'm just that saying. is, I think for many of these, I think the issue is not the mask for not all of them, except for, for sure for that one. Right. Fix the bullying. See, this is the thing. I, I, but. I, I'm, I'm making the snowflake jokes, not because I think that they're, necessarily being overly sensitive although like i disagree with some of the points like you know i think they're using a language that the the uh, the more liberal amongst us but this understand that that's we i like the using of that language because it's it's a detailed breakdown of why something may potentially be bad now i don't necessarily agree with the things or some of the things that they're saying are bad in this but they're using the language appropriately but they're only using it like not that they're only using it but they make fun of that language until they need to use it themselves to explain why they think they're being oppressed now i may not agree with them being oppressed but the fact they're using language appropriately to discuss how they're being oppressed that's why people that's why progressive groups use it is they're trying to give a detailed account of why they feel like they are being oppressed i just this whole mask argument this whole mask issue is so 
it's so divisive. It's mm-hmm. so unnecessary. It is so. There's a number of those on the list, which I agree with. And one of them is the dirty mask and not for adults, except for kids in school. Yeah. Yeah. Kids in school have to wear a mask. Mm -hmm. They don't wash them because it ends up in their gym bag. It ends up in their backpack. It ends up in their locker. They don't wash them every day. They have snot Mm -hmm. in them. I've seen them because I drive kids. Mm -hmm. They don't wash their mask. It is a health issue. They are gross. And you can say, yes, we'll wash them or mom and dad wash them, except mm-hmm. the, 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 there isn't always that option for kids. And so I th- yeah. so there is an argument that they are not safe for children. I don't want to get into this deeply today. Right. But this is part of the reason that I think that Ontario specifically was in the wrong for bringing school back as quickly as it did, because there was absolutely no way to ensure that kids could safely use masks and remain socially distanced and follow the guidelines that they were propagating outside of school. But apparently they thought that kids are just going to be immune to COVID because they're in school, which is not the case. They're, they're kids. I still am. I still am just amazed at the level of lockdowns in Canada. Yeah. In the developed world, you guys are leading the race for locking down your people. And I don't yeah. understand the logic. Like, I think I understand it. I just don't agree with it. Like as a nation, you guys are more spread out than any other country, except for maybe a few in the Sahara Desert that have eight people per square acre. You know, like I, they're just and somehow Alberta managed to top the world in COVID cases per capita. Like. How do we manage that too? I'm not, I'm not saying that is justification for the lockdowns. I'm just right. saying that like Canada seems to have some sort of thing where they can't find a happy middle ground. Well, like, Canada is also capable of doing it. One of these nations which works really hard at being the most progressive in so many ways. And I think that your fearless leader has taken this on as his cause that we will set the bar He's he's setting the wrong bar, right and I now. think it's I think it's hurting you guys. I really do. I, I look. I would agree that it is. Look at us. Texas and Florida and some of the things, and you can look at the vaccination rates. And yeah, I get that, but it also is the there. There's all these other risks, and nobody is acknowledging them. And I think for kids in school, and this this is one from your list that I think is. It's not as dangerous for kids as it is for adults. It just isn't. I mean, I mean, you can, there's no comparison for death rates, for illness rates. Well, there just the, isn't. My beef with children being put at risk for it isn't the risk of the children themselves dying because the mortality rate amongst, you know, kids from COVID is pretty low, as you say. Yeah. Uh, but it's the spreading that is the problem because one kid gets it, goes to school and gives it to five other kids who go home and they give it to all their parents and then they might give it to their grandparents. And that's the chain there. I'm yeah. not saying that again, I'm not, I get that. Yeah. Advocating for the lockdown in a sense, but that's I get that. why I, I, I disagree with yeah. uh, thinking kids are somehow safe yeah. from it. Cause the kid themselves might be. But. So, yeah. But so, yeah. So, this this whole so you went to the anti mask rally. I digrated into. That's, there's also yeah. well, the gay pride or um, week, was right? It, was in your town, wasn't it all week? There were events all week. 
there are some events i'm not yeah. fully up to date i haven't i haven't kept super close eye i just knew about the parade i had a friend who said hey you want to come watch me i'm going to be driving my car in it and i said absolutely i'll show up so here's something i want to say and i'm a conservative i'm a christian i am an evangelical christian i have a lot of opinions about these things but here's one i do not have mm-hmm. and i'm going to be very clear about this would you quit ranting on about are we able that if we're going to have a day or a week for gay rights and for gay, we really need one for straight week and for straight. Just stop. Just to clarify, you're saying that you don't need a straight pride. Right. We do not need a straight pride week. We do not need. That's a good take. What's that? A good take. That is a good take, Dave. Like we don't need it. Yeah. There's nobody who needs to now I don't like the gay pride one either. I really don't. I think that it is it is a uh, But for those of you who look at it and say, well, then why don't we have one of our own for us straight people? We I, don't need to celebrate it. I'm going to read you a quote that I posted on Facebook yesterday. Oh god. It's relevant. It says gay pride gay pride was not born of a need to celebrate being gay, but our but gay people's right to exist without persecution. So instead of wondering why there isn't a straight pie movement, be thankful that you don't need one. And I could go a lot of different areas with that, that I won't because I don't. Yeah. It's another whole argument. Except for those of us on the other side of the fence, chill out. Yeah. It's a fight. That's not a hill worth dying on. It's a fight, honestly, that we lost. Yeah. Relax. Move on Take to another fight. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, it, it isn't an argument anymore. It shouldn't be an argument anymore. It might be an argument of the moral values. It may be an argument of if you like it or not. I don't mm-hmm. mind that argument. I don't have a problem arguing of the pros and cons, especially in the privacy of your own home. I don't, I don't like get those of us on the right who say, well, where's my day? You don't want a day any more than you want them to have a day. And I kind of agree with that, but don't post it on social media. Relax. Just relax. And I think if we, were we to get to practice our, our Christian love, and just accept people, the world would be a way better place. That was a lovely take, Dave. Well, I'll probably get in trouble for it, but that's okay. Ah, that gets two LGBTQ thumbs way up. You can't see them in that camera view. There we go. Yeah. There you go. Oh, gosh. I'm in <laughs> trouble now. <laughs> just must all credibility in conservative circles for that one. I don't think so. No, you're fine. Well, well, Will, we are on uh, next week. I believe we have a smorgasbord of events next week, but we will see mm-hmm. what we do over the week. Mm-hmm. We might have some new stuff happening. We might. For It'd those of you who are interested in our sponsor, Stitched by Susan, she has a new episode out every Wednesday on her podcast. Mm-hmm. Measure twice and cut once. And actually, I will throw a link up on our Facebook 
page Perfect. for that. Um, for those of you who don't know, we've been throwing some of our previous, uh, previously recorded episodes of the podcast onto yes. Facebook, just trying to you know spread the love as it is, yeah. or the two white guys whinging as it were. Um, so, so keep an eye on Facebook because as as the week progresses, we may be throwing up a few more of those episodes as well. Yeah. Kind of doing a, a sort of favorites or best hits yeah. type things of our favorite episodes we're putting up on Facebook for everyone yeah. to view and hopefully wink, wink, nudge, nudge, share, like, comment. You might see a new look in the next few weeks of the show. We're going to be we're going to be goofing around with some of the colors and look of, of things. You might see some actual photographs of us on this. On the thumbnails, not just not just a silhouette that makes us look like <laughs> Alfred Hitchcock and King Tut. Maybe I look looking like. Wait, which one am I? You're King Tut. Okay, cool. I'll I'm Alfred that. Hitchcock with the double chin. There you go. That's why I grew the beard. I hide all mine. <laughs> yeah, you just look like King Tut. So, <laughs> anyways, guys, I think William, we left one off, and would you like? The pastor guy. Do we want to hit that or do it next week? It's really short. It's really not like a debate or anything like that. Uh, For those of you who aren't in the know, the past, one of the pastors that we talked about in a previous episode, the pastor from Fairview, Alberta, I believe. Uh, He's actually Uh, out of Calgary. The church is Fairview Baptist, I believe. Okay. So yeah, Fairview Baptist Church out of Calgary. He was arrested and held for close to a month, I believe, in Calgary uh, for AHS violations. Uh, the AHS has now dropped all criminal charges against him. Because so for those of you who don't know, AHS is the Alberta, Alberta Health, Health services, services, I believe. Yes. Yeah. It's because he was holding services without proper social distancing, masks, etc. And he refused to not hold services. Right. He wanted to hold services with his full congregation. Uh, he was arrested, spent time in prison. Uh, all charges have been dropped because he was not properly served his paperwork before being arrested. Well, and, it was actually and, they served it to the wrong person. So it was. Oh, there you go. They served it on the wrong guy. There just were too so, many men with beards in their church. Long story short, it was uh, it was a paperwork foible that they got him off the hook. Um, and I just like I, I wanted to a have a good chuckle over that. That it's kind of the inverse of what happened to Pastor Artur that we talked about, where he was held for an extra half an hour because they misspelled a name in his paperwork. Alberta seems to have a real thing going with. Uh, <laughs> government and paperwork. But I also wanted to highlight the fact that while I may not agree with what this pastor did or is doing, the fact that he had that happen and he hasn't talked about it. He got out of prison and he just went back to being a pastor. He went back to doing, like I say, even though I don't necessarily agree with him holding full services, etc., and him still trying to buck uh, the health recommendations, the fact that he's just doing it, his priority is running a good church as best he sees fit. Not becoming a celebrity, not being on news shows, not uh, not spinning it. His he, he seems to think that his job is to run a church well, and that is commendable. I, I think that the way he's handled the whole situation for, from the public viewpoint of myself is, is commendable. Is there anything in you, William, as a progressive? I don't know that I like that phrase, by the way, but is there not anything in you which looks at this this whole thing of locking up these pastors as just a little bit over the top. As those of us on the on the right think it's way, way, way over the top. But yeah. is there nothing in there that says, hey, 
maybe we don't need to lock up our pastors, especially in the case of Edmonton, where they were releasing other prisoners because of COVID and were locking up pastors. We, 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 for more context, see previous episode on this. I still disagree with many of the things the government's done around letting people go. And I don't like the fact that people are needing to be locked up. And I don't even like some of the context within which they're locked up. Like, but they're not, it's not being done out of the blue. They're being given warnings and being told that what they're doing is wrong and by my estimation, dangerous. And by the government, apparently their estimation also dangerous. And so they are being locked up. Like, I look at what they're doing as overkill. I don't see, I can't fathom why they can't hold services over Zoom, Skype, or, or whatever, or, or film them and live stream them on Facebook. Why they have to physically have people in their building. And so, yes, I, I do, like part of me does look at it and think it's ridiculous, but also part of me looks at what they've done and their staunch refusal to adapt to the times in ways that we can, we have the technology to adapt to. So I'm not going to argue that part as I do. I think it's different. I think, I think it's two different arguments. I think that for me, when I look at disobedience, it's civil disobedience. Mm -hmm. There are multiple areas, which in society we have civil disobedience, which is, which is given the nod and say, Mm -hmm you know what? It's okay. We're just going to let that one go. We speed all the time. We go eight you know, over the speed limit mm-hmm. and we get the nod because you know, they just let us go. It seems to me that Alberta, especially, although also in Ontario and Saskatchewan, I believe has arrested a few pastors over these things that it's almost like they're making a statement as government and said, you know what? No, we're going to arrest you. And I, it's, it just seems, Will, that if, if we're going to allow areas of, like areas of civil disobedience, and I realize I can't equate speeding with COVID yeah. rule ignoring. I'm going to yeah, yeah. a comparison. You can look at riots. You can look, look at gay pride events in Vancouver, which are not social distance. There's all sorts of things out there. And yet we, do we so, really need to arrest pastors. Do you want my, do you want my pushback on that? Yeah. So no, I don't want to be able to push back. If, I am right. If, so we, we look at this and we like, we're like, wow, a, a lot of pastors are being arrested. Mostly like Judeo-Christian. I mean, one Greek Orthodox in case of Pastor Artur. And we think, wow, is this some sort of, persecution why do they seem to be getting singled out right um if you look at people who I get want to stop speeding, you there though i don't think it's persecution yeah. i don't want to go there with it but right. well I, okay the the angle i'm taking on it is because okay. i i do i i do and i hear from people that it's i hear from people that is such a god i i, I heard I heard former President Trump's voice reverberate in my head when I had some people say, I'm going to retract that statement because it made me sick to my stomach. Um, some people that I have talked to or read about on Facebook or on Twitter have pointed out that it is persecution towards Christianity uh, or towards conservatives. And if you look at 
people who get speeding tickets, I think you'll see an un, uh, 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 a larger percentage of people who have speeding tickets drive fast cars. Mm-hmm. I think that I haven't heard about a lot of mosques or other gatherings bucking health regulations. Mm-hmm. It's mostly conservative groups or Christian groups that are bucking them. And so they're the ones who seem to get in trouble. Uh, I just, I, I just, I, I just, I don't understand why they need to do it. I don't, I don't understand why they need to, to, to so harsh. Like the civil disobedience, it feels unnecessary. That it may sense. be unnecessary. And I don't want to argue that part. It for me is, do we really need to arrest them for it? And that well, is my question, but. This is something we got into with that other episode yeah. is that I think that what they're doing is potentially putting other people's lives at risk. Yeah. Not people in the church, but people outside the church. And that's where I, I still don't like a lot of the context and a lot of the details around how the arrests happen. But I think that them getting arrested is a valid outcome for their continual disregard for the life and well-being of people who aren't within their circle. I just was wondering if you had an opinion. Oh, I got a lot of those. <laughs> we do. <laughs> so, Will, next week? They're like assholes. Everyone has one. I have a lot of opinions, and thankfully, only one asshole. Just in case you're wondering. You had to wait till the end of the show to let a cuss word out. We were doing so well. We had two we were thumbs allowed up. One, aren't we? we were allowed one. We had like six people on at one time. I'm glad yeah. three of them are gone. You missed that lovely joke. Ay, ay, ay. <laughs> oh, gosh. Everyone on Facebook, can't you just not wait to see this one? William, do you have any words <laughs> of wisdom for what few viewers we have left? I do. <laughs> Stay safe and don't die, folks. Have a good night.